Chapter Thirteen of Bizarre by Lawton McCall. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Nick Bulka. The care of the husband. The average young wife is regrettably inexperienced in the matter of husbands, unless it has been her fortune to have a wise mother or a divorce she is likely to be quite ignorant of how to care for and train the big stranger who comes into her life. Therefore, these precepts of friendly counsel may not seem to the matrimonial novice altogether amiss. The advice I would give is simple, in the fullest sense of the word, so that after the young wife has had a few husbands, she can dispense with it, if not sooner. Feeding this is the most important problem a wife has to face. The husband must be made to feel that he is well fed. Otherwise, he will not be contented and docile. During the first week after marriage, when he is still quite infantile and tender to the point of mushiness, he may be fed from the hand or spoon. This method will be found especially satisfactory in cases where the husband shows symptoms of sickly sentimentality. Throughout the entire first month, he will be so demanding of care, so bewildered by the strange new world in which he finds himself, as to be barely able to maintain sanity. In short, he will be so, 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 that she will have to prepare all the food herself, or at least make him think she does but later a change of diet will be found necessary. He will demand scientifically prepared foods. If the change is managed in the right way, it can be accomplished with only slight upset to his disposition. Simply alter the feeding formula so that the total quantity is lessened and the proportion of sugar and burnt materials is increased. It will soon take effect. In a day or two, he will say with a worried look, Darling, I'm afraid the cooking is too much for you. And you know what he really means. After that, the transition to avowedly professional cooking will be quite painless. Outings and play During the first few months, the husband will not need many outings. He will be happy and contented if allowed to romp about the house. Such toys as hammers, picture wire, curtain rods, etc., will keep him occupied. Later, however, there will come a period of restlessness. Then you must take him out more and more, and let him run and play with other husbands, after you have made sure, of course, that they are good, well-behaved husbands. Companionship of these innocent sports will tend to make him one himself. When, as time goes by, he reaches the stage where he begins to take notice, the wife must be very careful, for he is highly impressionable. At this time, a wife will do well to look out for her husband herself, instead of entrusting him to some empty-headed girl whom she may not really know at all. If he needs amusement, let her divert him with brightly colored silks and baubles, which she wears, but he pays for. Let her take him to see the pretty theater, and show him the beautiful mountains and the big blue ocean, 
and tell him fairy stories about economy, and teach him to draw nice big checks in his little checkbook. Discipline cannot begin too early. The husband must be taught that he can only have the things that his wife decides are best for him, and that no protesting on his part will do any good. If he proves fretful, chide him by threatening to go live with your mother. If, after that, he is still unruly, threaten to have your mother come live with you. In this way, he will soon learn to mind, indeed, before long you will be able to show him off before company with the assurance that he will behave just as you have trained him to, and you will have the satisfaction of hearing your friends declare he does you credit. Awakening his mind. This is one of the chief duties and responsibilities of wifehood. It cannot be shirked. For while no husband is expected to know anything at marriage, the fact that he got married attests that, he is expected a year or so later to look intelligent when the lady next to him at dinner discusses Kue and Scriabine, and to know that Gauguin is not something to be got from a bootlegger. For him not to know these things would be a reflection on his home training, or, in other words, his wife. She will be considered negligent, unless she has instilled into his rudimentary mind a smattering of whatever is accounted smart. For every wife is judged by the way she brings up her husband. Note. If, in the above treatise, I have borrowed from the learned doctors who have written concerning the care of the baby, I am sorry, for I see no prospect of ever being able to pay them back. Even this small note of mine will be discounted. End of chapter 13